It's the Suncast Podcast, covering the Sun Conference and all its sports. How's it going, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome into a very special episode of Suncast. We are previewing the four basketball games, the two semifinal matchups on the men's side, and the two semifinal matchups on the women's side. Manny, this is one of the more exciting times of the year in the sports calendar. Everybody's woken up. We're out of our. We we have we we have gotten rid of the Super Bowl hangover, and the and then in the professional sports world, there is now life beaming across all sports, and it gets kicked off, of course, with NAI conference tournaments for basketball. Nothing bigger, no bigger stage uh, than that, of course. And we will, of course, be talking about uh, the the Sun Conference matchups. Let's start with the women's Manny Warner versus Ave Maria and St. Thomas versus Weber International. I think these games are very similar. I think both of these games, there's a clear favorite with star power on the underdogs that give that if they have the night that they are capable of having. It could be upsets in Ave Maria and in Miami Gardens. Am I wrong? You are not wrong, my friend, at, at all. You know, um, we, we can start with Weber St. Thomas because I can't remember the last time that we had a situation where literally the two teams played on the final day of the regular season as like a preview. Um, I watched that game. It was a great game. Uh, it was honestly a late push by Weber made it even more interesting, made it a, a, that five points that it ended up being. But I think you ha- you have you hit it right on the, on the nail on the head. You know, I was saying going into that game this past Saturday that if you went back to the first time we played the, the Warriors, we, we won by 20. Jada Burgess can put up 20 in her sleep. So her not being there was a big part of that. And that's mm-hmm. what she did. She put up 25 and that is closed the gap for the Warriors. And it's crazy because I didn't even feel like she had 20 until I looked at the box score. Like that, that's how much it just is a flat out score she is. Um, if she has that type of night again, which she's capable of, again, 20 to 25 is definitely within her range. It's going to be a long day for the Bobcats. They, they definitely mm-hmm. have to respect her. And I think it comes down to a f- situation where you know she's going to get hers. She's going to get her 20 plus. You cannot let Pacheco, Lee, Colopsis, the others around the Warriors offense get going, get confidence because they're going to feed off Burgess for the most part, but you cannot let the rest of the team get going. And more specifically for Burgess, you can't let her get her pain, her points from the free throw line. She does a very good job at getting to the free throw line. She does a very good job at making defenders bite on pump fakes, bite on ball fakes, and getting you out of position. So if she gets 20 and she's shooting threes, hitting tough mid-ranges, you just tap her on the back, say great shot, and go back on the other way. You are not going to be able to stop her, but you can somewhat limit her impact on the game and limit the confidence she can bring for the Warriors. For the Bobcats team, it's very simple. You do what you did this past Saturday. You hold the turnovers to a minimum. You shoot the ball very, very well. You also understand that the rebound department is an interesting thing for me. The Warriors actually out-rebounded the Bobcats on Saturday. That was my by seven. That was that was a point that were I was going to bring up. If Weber out-rebounds St. Thomas again, which I think is very possible, I think we are. I I think that's the first step in this matchup 
of upset city. I completely agree with you, especially if both teams have where they the turnovers were pretty much even, you know, both uh, that they were not double digit turnovers. They were within the same range, I believe, five and seven. Um, So if you look at the rebound department, the Warriors thrive off multiple opportunities. If you give them second, third, fourth chances, they're going to make you pay eventually. And you don't think that they're that they had a little chip on their shoulder after dropping that one at home on senior night that they're going to come in ready to go. And I think it's going to be a very, very good test for the Bobcats. And don't get it, don't get it twisted. Even though they are the favorites, even though I think they will win, the Warriors are not going to make it an easy one for them. And it's going to be a great opening day for for playoffs. Well, second game of the day, technically. Yeah, I have to. Uh, I have to say, screw it, and put on my Weber hat here. Um, yeah, it's that. It is that simple. You're darn right. It is. It is that simple. I think Weber is going to catch lightning in a bottle. Not so. I mean, maybe that's a little too far. I think Burgess is going to have the night of her life, like the night of her life. I think Pacheco is going to have 10 assists, break the all-time Weber record and assist, by the way. I think Brooke will have a good game. I think Marta will have a good game. I think Alicia Walker is going to dominate potentially in the paint. Potentially, I could be wrong. I, I I could definitely be wrong. I'm not. Y'all have some great bigs too, no doubt, Manny. But you have said it more than I have. Where is something about Grady Morrell and those teams he's got in this time of the year? Mm -mm -mm. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with my Warriors. I um, mean, if I'm wrong, I'll follow my sword. Ave Maria takes on the Warner Royals in our other matchup, Manny. Uh, Ave Maria beat Warner 67-57 to and 82-73 to in the regular season. They take on the Warner Royals. And is this pretty similar? I think it's a, I, I think it's a little similar. Um, I think Jas Jasmine Edwards is a phenomenal player. I think Jada Burgess is on another level um if she just goes out and has 20 and 15 uh-oh uh-oh i don't think that happens here this is the ave team you know you you always want to be trending up you want to be trending up at this time of the year they got punched in the mouth against weber which is another reason why i think weber can beat st thomas like i just beat ave um, but Manny, I think Ave Maria in this game. I just, I don't know. I, 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 I do see Weber being St. Thomas. Like I hear that, and I'm like, yeah, I see that. I don't see Warner beating Ave. So tell me, the Warner Royals beat the Ave Maria Gyrenes Tuesday, if blank. If the Warner Royals have a complete game, the biggest thing that I have seen from them throughout the entire year, they'll go three quarters, put up 20 points in each of those three quarters, whether the first, second, fourth, whether the first, second, third, any order you want. But they'll have a quarter, sometimes two, where they're putting up nine points, where they're putting up three points, where they're not getting the same offensive production. And that is what's hurt them this year. 
we both had a feeling they were going to make the playoffs. We liked the fact just flat out Jasmine Edwards has had a statistically impressive and unprecedented season when we talk about she's second in the conference in scoring at 16 a game. She's number one clearing and rebounds at pretty much 11. I'm going to round up. She's at 10.9. I'm rounding up 16 and 11 on the season. She's shooting 48% from the field. She has had six games with 20 or more points. She's had all double, double performances, except for nine games. She has put on everything she can and then some to get her team to this point. But the X factor that I look at is the guard play for the Royals. I really, really, really like the guard play between Gerardo, Long. I like the way that they have been playing this back end of the season, especially in Long's case, because 10th in scoring at 11 points a game. She's also leads the conference in steals with three games. She's very, very sneaky in the backcourt. She will make the uh, offensive or uh, yeah, offenses pay for lack of the days ago passes. She's had 10 games with six or more assists. She seems to be in a little bit of a groove right now. And you know what Jasmine Edwards is going to give you, kind of like what you know what Jada Burgess is going to give you. She's going to give you a double-double performance. She's going to rebound the basketball very, very well. If the guard play, and I think, to be honest with you, I do think the Royals, if both backcourts for the Gyrenes and Royals have good days, I give the nod to the Royals a little bit more than the Gyrenes. I like their ability to create off the bounce. I like their ability to shoot the ball more consistently than the backcourt for the Gyrenes. And that's where I think the Royals win it. You give me a full 40 minutes. I'm talking about four quarters where you're putting anywhere between 12 to 18, 16 points. And you tell me that Long and Gerardo had really good performances. I think the Royals go into the Jairines home and get a big time upset. You have them. Do you have Warner doing this? I actually do. I do believe that the Royals can do it. I do think it's going to take – and the reason I say it takes the guard play and, and the others for the Royals is because the Gyrenes do have the post presence to make Edwards' day a little bit harder. They have the bodies to throw at her. The rotation for the Gyrenes has been pretty deep throughout the regular season. It has kind of shortened up a little bit, but I would still say of all the playoff teams that are left standing – they are the ones that play the most players, typically around 9 to 10. And normally we look at a rotation in the playoffs, about 7, 8 is pushing it. And the Gyrenes are going 9 deep pretty consistently, even in some big matchups. I remember the one against the Bobcats just about a week ago now, where number one seed was up for grabs, and they went 10 deep. And that's, I think, a very uncharacteristic thing for a team in that moment. It works for them. I don't think I don't see them going away from that. So that's why I think it'll be big on the backcourt for the Royals to come up, have a big performance. I'm not saying they got to go for 20, even though Long can do that, even though Gerardo can do that. I just need a performance where you have to respect them out there because that creates more space for Edwards to work. That creates more confidence. And I think that is where the Royals come out with this one. It's hard to beat a team three times in a season, even at home in the Jireen's case. And I think the third time is a charm for the Royals. You know, Maria Coleman has been phenomenal this year. Phenomenal. I think she's going to have a big-time performance in what's going to be a rocking environment, Ave Maria. Colleen Shanahan is a massive, massive part of this game. If she goes out and she averages seven rebounds a game, if she can go and steal a couple of those from Jasmine Edwards, that's big. That's big. Uh, you mentioned the rotation. I think you'll see Shanahan play a little bit more. Um, she averages about 16 minutes a game. I think we'll see that number be like 22, um, 20, something like that. 
I also think this could very well be the Casey Humphrey game. Um, a little quieter, a little quieter than I think a lot of people probably thought from her this year. Still a very solid point guard. I think that she could have a real big game and be the difference. I think Humphrey's probably the X factor, and then Shanahan rebounding is very, very important, and Ave's success, and then having Maria Coleman do what she does. Um, they can't get in foul trouble. That's a big can't get in foul trouble. Um, because Warner Warner is great at being able to 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 draw fouls. They are a physical team on offense. It's kind of funny because Edwards and Burgess, who are kind of those X factors for the underdog team, these cases are very good at drawing fouls. They're both very good at getting to the free throw line. So I definitely think that is a good point to bring up that you cannot get in foul trouble because we talked about the rotation for the Jirenes. The Royals are going to have a pretty small rotation. We've seen that their starters play heavy, heavy minutes. So if you're going to give them free chances to catch their break with free throws and, and, and multiple fouls throughout the game, that's going to end up benefiting them and for sure. So I think that's a really solid point to, to bring up in the Royals' success if they're able to pull this upset off. Manny, if we, uh, w w let's not do who we think is going to win this thing yet. Um, let's do that maybe next episode or something, something like that. No, no point in do doing it yet. Um, I do want to give one quick uh, shout out to another sport before we move on. Uh, that and it is Ave Maria. Their women's beach volleyball team beat Weber. I got to tip my cap there. Weber's got a phenomenal beach volleyball team, number five in the country. I've run, not run the Sun Conference, but I mean, I've won the Sun Conference the uh, last couple of years. And hey, Ave Maria, very good start. Also, Hand up. Didn't realize beach volleyball uh, conference play started that quick. I thought we had a little bit longer. Hand up. It got me. Snuck up on me. We're there. We're good. We got We got it. Um, we'll stick right with the gyrenes, man. All right. Of the four games that are going to be played Tuesday, Manny, I think I would be the most shocked in this underdog game if the Southeastern Fire, the reigning Sun Conference tournament champs, beat Ave Maria. That would be the one that really that really shocked me. And Manny, don't tell me you think Southeastern's about to beat, <laughs> beat Ave Maria because you're wrong. You're wrong if you do. Or I'm wrong because I got the gyrenes. I got the gyrenes. I think that little that, that game they had against Coastal Georgia, little, 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 I think I got my swagger back with the way they shoot shot the ball. Okay, now we saw it drop. We saw that. We saw them dip. They got down. They came back to earth. I think Ave, they're hot. They're hot. They're shooting the ball. They shot the ball well against Coastal. I don't. They don't have to score 100 points to beat Southeastern. They did when they played them uh, earlier. Don't think they'll need to do that again. But uh, but Manny, tell me why why you think the Southeastern Fire are about to go. Pull, pull, but keep actually do the most sane thing this conference has done. Be insane because that was what that that's what I think. Uh, anyways, go go go. I'm gonna start with this. Statistically speaking, the Jirene Riley Menix enters the transfer portal again and comes back to Southeastern. Man, <laughs> <laughs> statistically speaking. The Jirenes have the best offense in the conference. Statistically speaking, the reason I have the fire winning this, you got to deep dive a little bit into it. For starters, the team split. The last time that these two teams sure. played, 
the fire did beat the Jirenes 93-77. And I saw a formula there. This is the formula. You keep the turnovers down and you take advantage of the Jirenes allowing paint touches. I need Mesador, I need Vessel, and a name that we've been talking a lot more lately, Sean Shore. I think those three need to lead the charge in the paint points. Yes, the Jirenes beat the fire when they hosted them earlier this year. But I'm going to be honest with you. This isn't the same team we saw at the beginning of conference play in the Jirenes case. They're still a very dangerous team. They're still game to make a deep playoff run. But in that situation, I saw a Jirene team that allowed the fire to get 48 paint points. And then in the win, I saw the fire get 36 while the Jirenes only had 22. And the fire out-rebounded the Jirene by five. That is why I believe that the fire have a chance here. Because uh, even when they played uh, in Ave Maria, when the, when the Jirenes were at their highest on the season, again, they're still a dangerous team. We're not saying that, that they have fallen off a cliff or anything like that. Like you said, they got their swagger back. But I think the Jirenes are not that same level. And I think the fire see that. They understand that they're going to be underdogs. They understand they're going to be in a hostile environment. But even when the Jirenes threw their best punch, like you said, got 100, the gyre, the fire were at 93. The, the fire were right there. Yeah. This was the game where we were like, wow, the fire still have that offensive, well, firepower, so to speak. I think you really got to take advantage of the pain points. Do not get into a shootout with the Jirenes because now you're banking on them having a bad night on a on their home court in playoffs and opening round. That ain't going to happen. We are not going to get a Jirene off night here, but you have to try and compensate for it. You have to control the rebounds. You have to keep the turnovers down and you have to get in the paint and put pressure on their defense. You have to put pressure to, for them to get back. You have to put pressure at the free throw line. Get them in foul trouble. I see it happening because the guard play for the for the Royal for the Fire, excuse me, is very, very good. And I think Mesador Vessel, they have really had a good kind of increase in their production. Mesador at 16 points per game, three assists. He's shooting 43-37 and 68 from the free throw line. He's been very, very efficient. I think that continues, and that's why I see the fire pulling off. It's a big upset, and it's not going to be an easy one, but I still see them coming out with it. Do you see Reggie going six for 11 from behind the arc again? That was pretty big for him. It was very big for them. And, and, do, you and do you see, and hey, Sean Shore, friend of the program, love the guy. His best game was against Ave 17 and 10. Is he going to do that? Are they going to out-rebound? Now, I think where, where you could say yes to this, can they out-rebound them by 14 again? That's the big one. That's the big one. Thought about it. This game's real si kind of similar, kind of similar to Weber-St. Thomas uh, women's game. Um, just more, more from the rebounding side of things. But anyways, I don't know if that's going to happen. They also did it in, in the furnace. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Tomorrow night, or if you're listening to the, this is dropping Monday night, but if you're listening to this on Tuesday, oh my God, that place is gonna be rocking. What a way to bring it in. First time playoffs. I I might drive. He said I might drive. I might. And I might have to put some gas money on I, this one. I might. I kind of could. I kind of could. What time is the game tomorrow? 
because the girls and guys are playing the same time, or not same time, but both are at home. Uh, girls are at five thirty, guys are at seven. That'd be a long drive back at night. All right, I think I think I can watch that watch the game. That's a three hour ride there and back. Yeah, never mind. Never mind. I won't. I won't. <laughs> it was early. It was early. It was early. I'm sure everybody understands that. I'm sure everybody understands that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I go Abe. Um. Look, I, 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 I think this team is not going to score 77 points again, and I don't see Southeastern scoring 93 again. Have they scored it? Have they done it twice against them? Yeah. I think. I think Southeastern is more physical than Ave. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Um, and that's why they out-rebounded them so, uh, in such a large margin. But home crowd, they're going to be going crazy. Whatever. Um, I like Ave. I like Ave. Then it's 7.30 p.m. in West Palm Beach, Florida. We got Weber and Kaiser. Okay. Manny, this genuinely is the game I have no feel on. I have no feel on this game as much as I should, with it being Weber, obviously. I have no I I don't know what Weber show is going to show up, and I don't know what Kaiser is going to show up. Cause the good of both teams we've seen phenomenal. The bad of both teams, especially Weber. Don't have a shot. I think the obvious thing here, you want to, I guess we start with Vincent. Um, I think point guards are why. I think a lot of positions are, are a wash. But let me tell you about a guy by the name of Zach O'Callahan. Big guy. Big guy. It's a big reason why Weber beat Kaiser uh, not too long ago on Ori's last second three. Cool as they come. Zach Callahan's going to have a big game. He's got to. He has to. Has to. Because if Vincent gets 18 rebounds, 20 rebounds, Weber's in trouble. Weber's in trouble, like real trouble. Like it's like it could, it could get if if they dominate on the boards, if Kaiser dominates on the boards, I don't think Weber they have a shot, but it's it's bleak. It's bleak. Um like they need it to be within five. I, I think. I think. I look at the point guard play. All right, Calvin. You're no longer a freshman anymore. Regular season's done. Eden Holt, this is light work for him. Dude was just doing it in the Ohio Valley uh, Conference. And he can drop 35, and he feeds. He loves, loves to feed off a crowd. You know who else loves to do that? Probably one of the best three-point shooters uh, that doesn't wear Ave Maria colors. Cooper Peterson. Don't let Coop get hot. That's how they beat him. That's how they beat him. That's how they beat him last time. Um, Coop goes out there and has seven, eight threes. Um, they got to be good shots. They got to go in. It's obvious. It can't be. I'm sorry. That's how they beat Florida Memorial. Not, not, not Ave. But still, 
um, or not Kaiser. Anyways, it's important for them for the, those two guys. Ori, Ori doesn't care about a crowd. Now you and talk about somewhere that's gonna be rocking after What's last that? year. After last year, oh yeah, oh yeah. This game, this game is gonna get chippy. This game is gonna get chippy. There's gonna be some tee ups in this game. Oh, for sure. They don't for like sure. it. They don't. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. Think it, I think this is, honestly, this is an underrated rivalry in the conference. Things are underrated. It's getting there. Kaiser Weber men's basketballs. Um, depending how, depending on how this game goes, and yeah, this game's got some serious potential to. We're, we're we're getting close. We're getting close to uh, kind of like a Kaiser Scad women's soccer to a very much lesser extent. Very much lesser extent. Um, because I mean, we're at that, that point we're talking about two of the best teams in the country, but whatever. <laughs> um, I'm doing it again. Yeah, give me my Weber hat. Screw it. I don't care. I don't care. Give me my Weber hat. Yeah, Weber's going to uh, Weber's going to do it. Um, I'm so 50-50. I'm so 50-50. I can't wait to watch both both, both of them. But not the uh, I'm I, I feel confident in Ave. I feel confident I I feel confident in Ave both games, obviously. Um and I don't feel confident about my Weber picks, but if it's close, what, 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 what you think I'm going to go against my school? No, nah, I mean honestly, I I can't blame you for for picking that one. Hole has been on a heater. Not, he's going into the playoffs right now. Seven game streak of ten or more points. He's averaging twenty five in the last seven games. He has taken this team on on his back, and he has really produced. Talking about twenty points per game, second in the conference right now. He has made a push, and I think he's earned like a first team all conference nod. The way he's been putting this team on 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 his back, I do think that point guard matchup is gonna be fun to watch. Then two of the smaller guards, so it's gonna come down to speed. Who can use that to their advantage? We're talking about a, a young and up and coming star in Calvin and and Eden Holt, who who's been there. He's experienced, obviously, first year in the conference, but he's been there at, at, at different levels. I'm excited for it. I do think a close matchup favors the Warriors, because I've said it before, backs against the wall. This team has produced time and time again, including on the road. So if they hang around there, their margin of error is kind of small. But if they hang around, I'm gonna have to take a might have to ask you for a for a, a, an extra Weber hat that, that you may have lying around the house. I got one or two. I got one or two. Um Manny, real quick, uh cu couple more. Hey, my Weber pitchers. My Weber pitchers. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> what a weekend on the mound for the boys. De where, let me start with chronological. Blaine Huter, nine inning shutout ball. Sun Conference Pitcher of the Week. Mr. Matthews, BM. He won it last week. Braden, sick as a dog. Good thing he's got that dog in him, and the lineup helped out a little bit. Good sagu team, a good sagu team. A, maybe a call went our way. Maybe I don't know. I couldn't. I was hey, hey, I was, hey, 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 I was on the box. I didn't have a good view. Umpire had the best view on the field, Manny. I always say our opinions don't matter. It's theirs. So <laughs> don't pick it up with us. Then we get to play 
a great team that hey let me tell you, let, let me tell you and I doubt there's many baseball coaches watching this episode just because I mean that we're just we're supposed to just be basketball but I got to talk about whatever baseball I don't care um Point Park's a team you should schedule Point Park Pioneers I mean they, they, they chirped I mean any team chirps I mean it's baseball come on um it's in a high baseball at that um it's a fun team, man. That was a fun team to play. I would play that team again. Anyways, two great games with them. Dylan, the outlaw, Martin, six innings, shutout, cruised through five, and then got in a little trouble in the six. Bases loaded. Yeah, a kid named Campbell. Nasty. Heck of a ball player. Coming down here to play Sunrise, he got one. He got one the next game. It's great play. I, he won. Every now and then we play a team. They have guys where I just like I said, look, I, like a, a real deal. Point Park, awesome. Went up to the, uh, him after the game. Was like, hey, I call the game. You're a heck of a ball player, dude. But he's down here. He's from Sunrise. Big moment. Dylan's been dealing, but that guy. This is his third time seeing him, so he's no. He knows Dylan stuff. Knows what he's got. Bases loaded, two outs. Outlaw strikes him out. One nothing ball game. Seth Leroy Lovell, how you doing? How you doing, Seth? He's over there. He might be. He might be past. How you doing? He just Taco Bell. He might be in a coma. You want a coma? You up, buddy? He's up. <laughs> and he went three up. He, he, he three strikeouts gave up a little dribbler. But let me tell you a little something. Seth, nine to third innings. He's got a sub one ERA. He's got 12 strikeouts, and he hasn't walked anybody. Matthew Hockenberry, our pitching coaches, said he was going to be the NAIA reliever of the year before the year started. Still, there's a long way to go. There's a lot of great pitchers in not just this conference, but in this great league of the NAIA. You put those numbers up against anybody. Uh, Southeastern, a great weekend. Uh, they, they, did, they, they did very well this weekend. Um Oh, also Jonathan Batista, our other starter. Got hit up a little bit in the first inning, then uh, cruised, uh, did well. Danny Rodriguez out of the bullpen, helped us get the 5-4 win uh, against Point Park. Anyways, um, Southeastern, very, another very, very, very good weekend. St. Thomas baseball starting to fall a little bit, um, which, hey, you know, it's a long season. You're going to go through slumps. They're going through a slump now. Um, I'm sorry. This isn't supposed to be a baseball episode. It's supposed to just be basketball, but come yeah. on. Come on. Once I put the Weber hat on, I can't take it off, Manny. I can't help myself. I haven't done that in a while. I haven't done that in a while. That, that felt good. That felt good. Get, get on my Weber cast. It's a good, uh, good itch to scratch. It's a good itch to scratch. We're all, we've all been there. Yeah, that's good. All right, uh, Manny, anything else before we send the people? On? Uh, do want to give a special shout-out to a legend in the conference? Oh, thank you. Yes, yes. Go ahead. Go ahead. Abs thank, thank God you, you remember. I would have been... I, w I would have been PO'd. Yeah, go ahead. Um, I'll I'll, uh, I'll start this with a little bit of a of a story. Um, this individual kind of allowed me to become a broadcaster at St. Thomas and kind of put me on the path to eventually get to know you and, and get to be a part of the Suncast family and and NAISB and all that good stuff. Um, Miss Michelle Merch, you know, she will be leaving us after or in, in a couple weeks i believe you know she's gonna she picked up a job i don't know where so i'm i'm not 100 certain on where usa softball usa softball director appreciate that, director appreciate that. um 
she she's moving on to to bigger bigger things and and honestly i just want to say thank you for me personally for again putting me on this path of communications you know the first time i helped her out it was a softball matchup at st thomas she has had so many hats the past i believe 10 years plus maybe even uh, at st thomas with being the sid and one day i just asked her hey you need help you know, she she asked me, she looked at me in the face and said, do you even know softball? And I said, yeah, I played a little bit of baseball back in the day. She gave me the mic and the rest was history. You know, so I definitely am appreciative of the things she's taught me, of the experiences she's given me, you know, working in sports and realize and allow me to realize the uh, opportunity that is there for me. Um, I wish her the best. I know everybody at St. Thomas wishes her the best. We were able to surprise her with a little kind of going away uh celebration senior night um she was completely all caught off guard so it was so good for her to experience all the love that she has been giving out to finally receive it back on one night um i know you guys have are obviously very close as well um so i i know you, you're gonna say a few things as well it's it's, it's just yeah. so much fun i'm glad i could have been a part a small part of of her time here at st thomas even though it was only for for four years it was so much fun and merch we're gonna miss you but we know you're gonna do great things um you know the SIDs don't get enough love as is, period. Um, they, they, they don't. Uh, not even close to the the hours that they have put in to get in the position uh, that they're in, but then the dedication that they show to schools. And Michelle Merch is the epitome of that. The absolute, one of the standards, not only in the Sun Conference, but in all of NAI. Uh, and all of collegiate athletics. She set a standard uh, for not only St. Thomas, but, you know, along with some other amazing sports information directors in this conference. Um, it, but she has set that standard for this conference, but at St. Tom and at St. Thomas as well, that um, it's made St. Thomas one of the best sports information departments in the NAI. I believe the the quality of sports information directors that we have in this conference is a big reason for the success. Um, there's obviously a ton more that goes into it um, from ADs to coaches to players, of course. But I think, I, I, I don't think it's a mistake where you look at merch, obviously Paul with Kaiser um, Donnie with Southeastern go on, go on and on, but, but just those and the level of success that those three athletic departments have had. Um, and you look at the three people at the head of the sports information departments there, uh, there's definitely a reason for it, but, just, but going back to merch, man, um, someone who I have loved working with, um, over my time with Suncast and AISB, uh, just as real as it gets, uh, Real. I mean, she's she's real, dude. And born and right. You know, right, at the, right. the I mean, at the softball tournament last year was where we really met and got to talk, and that was a, a ton of fun. And just getting to you know be around her, and you know, at the time work she was working for the Sun Conference um, as well, uh, doing the work that Mary's uh, that Mary von Cronenberg Bird has done a phenomenal job. Uh, this year with with Sun, there have been people that have asked, "Hey, is that that you doing the Sun Conference stuff?" No, that, that is Mary who's doing a great job with that now. But um, still, merch, she set a standard at South at South at St. Thomas. I don't know who's going to fill in for her, but that's that is obviously a great role to be in at St. Thomas and be involved in that that department. Um, and the standard is set. 
And it's going to take a special person to fill in her shoes because she she was special. And wish her all the best of luck with USA Softball. And from the bottom of my heart um, and behalf of all Suncast, thank you for merch, all you've done for uh, for me and for us. And best of luck, uh, big dog, best of luck. It, it, she's, she's honestly the the American dream, you know, STU yep. alum turned employee and – we always talk about here at the same time as we want to leave whatever the, the school in general better than when we found it. And she a hundred percent has done that. And then some, um, she, she's created a great foundation that whoever comes in is obviously some shoes to fill, but she also has left her imprint on so many people that it's going to be a family that they're going to come into. And we're going to try our best to, to give her that, give that person, I should say the same level of respect, the same level of support of help that merch gave me when I started uh, a Jake Tuffy, when he started it and so on and so forth, because that's yep. just the person she was. And and again, we're going to miss her, but we know she's going to do some great things. And she's always going to be uh ST alum. Absolutely. Going to continue to represent St. Thomas Sun Conference very well. Uh, USA softball. Hey, who knows? Our uh, meet with well, while doing softball, our, our paths very well may uh, cross again. March, hope they do. But yeah, that'll do it for this episode. Hope y'all enjoyed uh, th this amazing, amazing episode. Uh, uh, breaking down the four great games that are going to go on tomorrow or today if you're listening on Tuesday. So that'll do. Love y'all. Have a great one.